0: twenty nine. It's in the series Little Foxes that spoil the vine. This is number four. Careless Listening. Its text is Luke eight eighteen. Take heed then how you hear. Preached First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown, march 8, nineteen seventy. While Mr. Wiley has gone to preach the sermon in the other worship service that is being conducted simultaneously in our church school program, which is beginning right now, it is my privilege to continue in this series of The Little Foxes That Spoil the Vines. and In this fourth of the series, we are speaking about careless listening. For those who heard last week, we were talking about that little fox of the undisciplined tongue. And today we are talking about one that is equally hideous, that little fox that is called careless listening. The text for this sermon is quite brief. It comes from Luke, the eighth chapter, beginning at the sixteenth verse. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed that puts it on a stand, that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hid that shall not be made manifest, nor anything secret that shall not be known and come to light. Take heed then how you hear, for to him who has will more be given, and from him who has not even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. Careless mystic What vines this little fox has spoiled and continues to spoil in many homes, in the church, at the factory or in the shop or at the office, in communities and between nations of our world. Careless listening is not one of us who is not guilty to a degree of committing the error of this little fox. Jesus knew quite well, being the Son of God and all that there is of man, That we as individuals have trouble not only with our tongues, but we have trouble with our ears. This is one of the reasons why on so many of his teachings, either at the beginning of the discourse or at its conclusion, he would pause, look about his congregation, stare each one of them in the eye, and then summon them with this particular statement, He who has ears to hear. Let him hear. Jesus knew that hearing and listening, though they may sound similar to you, are completely different. Jesus knew what some of us don't know, that just because we have good hearing, it does not automatically necessarily mean that we have good listeners. This is not true, and there is no better place to have this illustrated than from the Holy Word itself. Ironically, to me at least, it is most strange that the Word tells us, in its different versions of the same incident in our Lord's life, quite clearly, that. Many of us, though we hear, we do not listen. And it's in the particular message that Jesus is giving to us as a teaching and a learning about hearing that we find hearing and listening are not the same. Let me explain. In our text today, we read of that particular incident that took part in Jesus' life, where he is trying to tell us to be careful how we listen. This particular version is written by Luke or whoever the writer was who wrote the gospel according to Luke. And here, this one quotes Jesus as saying, Take heed how you hear. Now, if you turn back a few pages and you go to the parallel teaching of this same incident, as a core recorded by Mark, or the one who wrote the gospel according to Mark, you will find that he quotes Jesus differently. Where Luke says, Take heed how you hear. The writer of Mark says, the correct quotation is, Take heed what you hear. These are not the same thing. And what the point is that I'm trying to make is that though these people were good men, it is quite indicative though their source material had heard the word of Jesus, one, or maybe both, were not listening to the word of Jesus. For if they both had been listening to what was being spoken, I'm sure that Their quotes would have been identical, but both heard that one in listening heard one thing and the other in listening heard the other. Now just because we have good ears, let's not think that our listening power is perfect because there are many things that we hear, but things that we do not listen to. Some of the people that I know that are hard of hearing and some of them very great in the area of deficiency of the ear, are oftentimes those who understand better and are listening more accurately than those of us whose hearing is almost perfect. Now Jesus is trying to tell us that just because we hear, that does not necessarily mean that we listen. And I think he's also trying to tell us that a careless listener is an individual who does not want to listen to every word that is spoken. He is an individual who wants to be selective with what he hears. And a listener is not one who is selective. As a minister to the gospel, there are many mysteries that I have in life. But one of the mysteries I have never been able to fathom or understand is how three people can be in a worship service in the same church building. They hear the same music as it is sung. To their ears come the exact verbal vibrations from the same preacher's voice. Sometimes they're even sitting on the same church bench. Yet you can get three different reactions from these three different people. One of them, in hearing the words, falls asleep. Another hears the words the same word that the man who is trying to sleep has heard, and he violently becomes very angry with what he hears. And a third man who has come hungering, he is thrilled with what he hears, and he accepts the message as though it were the very bread from angels themselves. What causes these different reactions? I'm sure at times the motivation of people comes from the power of the Holy Spirit working through words. But sometimes I'm sure it is simply because though these people are hearing, some of them are not listening. Because all of us have this a tendency to be selective listeners and individuals who do not like always to hear. What we are hearing, therefore we don't listen to what we are hearing. And this is the way we put on our earmuffs and stop our ears, and though the sounds come through, the meaning of them we do not listen to. Jesus had this problem. You remember in the twelfth chapter of John, some Greeks came to see the Master. Lord, we would see Jesus. And our Lord bowed and prayed to his Father, Father, glorify thy name. And then the writer of the Gospel tells us quite distinctly that there came a voice from heaven like a mighty sound. Jesus heard it. It was the voice of God. The disciples heard it. The Greeks heard it. Every man, woman, and child in that particular vicinity heard it that all of them could not agree to what it was that they had heard. The Bible said some of them were claiming it had thundered, and others said, No, it's an angel. Jesus knew it was the voice of God. Why the different reactions? Here was the very audible words of the Creator of the universe speaking Jesus understood that they were words of God. Other people thought it was an angel, still others thought it nothing more than the thunder rolling over the hills. Now, why the different reactions? Everybody heard, you see, the same sound. But people were listening for that which they wanted to hear. None of us ever make the mistake of thinking that though we hear with the ear, we listen with the ear. We do not. You listen with the total personality. Everything that is of you, this is with what you listen. You listen with your hopes and your dreams, your sins, your disappointments, your griefs, your hate, your prejudice, your fears, and your love. Have you ever noticed that to some people you can hear any word that they speak, but with your listening you only hear words of which you approve and you like? Listen because, you see, you are listening with love. But then to all of us there are always those other people who no matter what words they say, We do not listen, because, you see, we are listening without experiences of hate for them. This is not good. This is careless listening. And if we're ever going to be very careful in our listening, it requires us, you see, not only to hear the words, but to listen to the words. psychologists, sociologists, theologists, and you name any other you want, and you'll find that all of us agree practically on one thing. The basic problem in the world today is the lack of communication. And for those of us who have been commissioned by Christ to bring reconciliation to the world,
1: May I remind
0: you that there will never be any reconciliation unless first there is communication. But communication is a very difficult thing, and you cannot have it unless there are two ingredients. The first is that individuals must have the freedom to say words that maybe they don't have to say, but words that they feel they have to say even though they may hurt. And then the second thing is that individuals must be willing to listen to words that maybe they don't want to hear, but words that they must listen to, if ever there is to be communication. And there's not a home in our community, there's not a church in our commonwealth or in our land There's not a business in Pittsburgh or any of the other environments that today cannot stand improvement in the area of communication. But, ladies and gentlemen, this will come only when some of us are big enough to speak the truth as we feel it, and also when some of us are big enough to listen to some of the words that are being spoken and not shut out the sounds by turning off our listening devices. A careless listener is also one who hears only words and never uses any imagination or interpretation. You see, in the world there always have been, or now, two kinds of people, those individuals who say things they really don't mean. And then, like many of us, individuals who mean to say things that we just can't find the words with which to say. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have a pair of in trying to make myself understood, and in desperation, in trying to make someone else to understand me, I say things that don't help the issue, they only cloud them. A good listener must be present to understand the true feelings that I have. And some of us would understand our people better family, friends, and business associates, if we wouldn't listen so much to the word, but try instead to listen more to what the meaning of those words are trying to say. It's hard. It requires imagination, cultivation, and interpretation. The story is told about an old m- missionary who for many, many, many years labored in one of the darkest mission posts of Africa. He had done so single-handedly. And after request and request and request, he finally was granted an assistant, the board to whom he was responsible, scraped together enough money to send out a a young man to be a colleague of this old missionary. And the man, fresh from seminary, laid down with all sorts of honors, after a long boat ride appeared on the scene. He was greeted by all the chiefs and all the natives of the community. He was entertained with dance and banquet, and finally came for his moment to respond. And he he had to in English because he did not know the dialect well enough yet. And this young man being very bright, yet being very pompous, up and said, Let us always remember the eternal gospel and its everlasting power, but also the temporary manifestations of it. The old missionary heard all of these many words which really didn't say too much. He wondered how he was going to interpret this to the simple savage. So he merely said, In interpretation. Folks, the new preacher wants to know he's glad to see all of you. That's real listening. That's real interpretation. The old man had heard the words of the young man, but he also heard what the man was trying to say and would have said if he'd had any more assurance. He felt more at How many times all of us do this in life? Yet some of us, all of us, do not do it enough. You mothers, you don't listen with the ear, do you? When the children speak to you, you listen with the heart. And oftentimes if you were to do as the words request, you would not build love. You would bring only devastation to it. Remember Johnny? It must have been at least eight years ago I told you about it. He's that little boy who at the age of nine had just had a confrontation with his parents and decided that they were not doing a very good job in raising him. And he really thought he could do much better on his own. So he announced to his mother as she sat up in the upstairs den darning some socks, I'm going to leave you You and Dad, I know, will miss me very much. But nevertheless, I feel I must go. She said nothing. He went and got a little suitcase, and he put in a few little T-shirts and two pairs of pants and one pair of extra socks. He closed the suitcase, stopped outside of his mother's room where she was working at the top of the steps, and said, Well, I guess I'll be going now she said, nothing. He stopped halfway down the steps. Don't worry, I, I have a dollar and sixty-five cents, It'll be enough. At the foot of the steps, he said, well, uh, I'll be seeing you. And the door was open all the time the mother had said nothing. Finally, he said, well, I hope you won't miss me too much. And then the very wise mother, who had listened not with the ears but with the heart, said one word. Johnny. The door slammed. Down went the suitcase. Up the feet came, and the steps. Round the mother's arm, and her body, went his little arm. And then he said, "I knew you didn't want me to go." <laughs> There's a lot of people out there from nine to 90 who are saying a lot of things they really don't need, but who find it very hard to say the things that they really need. Now, we can accuse them of having a rotten vocabulary. We can scold them for not having a better education. But you know, God wants us to love them. And we can love them best when we try to understand them. And you understand them best not when you listen with your ears, but when you try to interpret what they are saying as you listen with the heart. <coughs> God, open our ears that we may hear glimpses of truth thou hast for me, and for you, and you, and for all." Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, so often we get mixed up, our mouths are open when they should be closed. And our ears are closed when they should be open. Help us as we try to get straightened around. And help us to become people who do as thou wouldst have us to do by our creation. Speak only half of what we hear. And hear twice as much as we're expected to speak. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord open your hearts this day and forevermore. Amen.